Today on In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag. We have way too many police in the body of Christ. And we have too few paramedics in the body of Christ. We have so many spiritual police like the Judaizers of Paul's day. Their entire focus is to point the finger of blame, that legalistic finger of fault. You're listening to In Spirit and Truth, the radio ministry of Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. is currently teaching through the book of Galatians. The church is a hospital for sinners and restoring hurting people should be its mission. Pastor J.D. makes it clear today that when we're tempted to point fingers at others, we need to watch out for pride because we're just as vulnerable to sin as they are. Let's be ready to minister by offering grace and dealing gently with others. Now be sure to stay with us after today's message to hear how you can get your own copy of today's broadcast. Subscribe to the In Spirit and Truth podcast or download the In Spirit and Truth iPhone or Android mobile app. Now here's Pastor J.D. in Galatians chapter 6 with today's edition of In Spirit and Truth. Today's teaching is going to be part one of a new series that I've titled simply Helping the Hurting. One of the reasons for choosing this title is that as I was preparing my heart before the Lord to teach this chapter, it became abundantly clear to me that there were Christians in those churches there in Galatia who were really hurting. They had been seriously hurt, and they had been seriously hurt at the hands of these legalists that Paul refers to as they were called then the Judaizers. And what these Judaizers slash legalists had done is they had infiltrated the churches undetected. Stealth, as one translation renders it in the text. And in so doing, they had harmed and injured the believers by burdening them with the requirements of the law, namely and specifically that of circumcision. In other words, they were saying, they were teaching, falsely teaching, that in order to be truly saved, you had to be circumcised. And if you weren't circumcised, you were required under the law of Moses to be circumcised in order to be saved. And this had done so much damage to these Christians, to these churches. And to me, it explains why it is that the Apostle Paul, who, as I think you know, was so protective of the flock of God, seemed to be so harsh in his rebuke of these legalists. You might remember that the Apostle Paul said, I wish they would not stop at circumcision. I wish these Judaizers would go all the way and be castrated. Oh, 
Well, at first read, you might think, Paul, whoa, where's the love? Seemingly disproportionate. That's kind of harsh. Well, nothing could be further from the truth. I've heard it said this way. With cases like this, you need to deal with them mercilessly before they deal mercilessly with you. And by the way, that goes for sin too. We must deal mercilessly with sin before sin deals mercilessly with us, and it will. It's only a matter of time. And this is what Paul knew, and he knew what was at stake here. The very survival of these churches was at stake here. Thankfully, here in chapter 6, Paul is turning a corner of sorts, and he goes from exposing the legalists to helping those who had been hurt by the legalists. And what's before us in this last chapter here in Galatians are specific ways in which we can restore those who have been beat up and cast down. And don't you see that as, in large measure, the condition of the church today? Don't you see that as being the condition of most people today? Especially with how the world is in these last days. People are hurting in ways that most of us don't even realize. And we don't see it because people hide it. And the reason that people will hide it, especially in a church, when they come to church, is because what they're met with by the church and the Christians in the church. And this is a sad commentary. God forbid that anybody would let it be known how they're really struggling. And they'll never let you know. I mean, isn't it true when we (laughs) come to church, we put on the smile? And, you know, we just look like we, on the outside, the outward appearance that we have it all together. Because God forbid that you find out that, well, we're struggling, and truth be known, we're hanging on by a thread. Because were that to be known, then it would be met with something like this. Wow, there must be sin in your life. You must be weak in your faith. You need to have more faith. You're a weak Christian. You're an immature Christian. That assumes that you're even a Christian. No. I'm serious. Those examples that I just provided you, I have been on the receiving end of. As a young believer, I'll never forget it, when my wife and I, for 10 years, we couldn't have children. And it was so hard. We would go to church, and here are all these friends of ours who have several children, who have no problem getting pregnant. 
And here we just had our third miscarriage. And we were hurting. And I actually had a brother in Christ say to me, the reason why you can't have children is because you have sin in your life. And he even proceeded to tell me what that sin was. And it was devastating to me. It was really after that that I kind of shut down and closed up. I would never let anybody know what was really going on on the inside. Because I didn't, I didn't want to be met with something like that. I just imagine these Christians there in Galatia just hurting in so many ways. And this is why it is that Paul now sort of changes hats, if you will, and now wants to really minister restoration to these people. And it's not just in the context of the damage done by legalists. This applies across the board on every level in many ways. Some of you are sitting in this church today, and you brought with you some really painful circumstances that you're really struggling with. And this is why I'm really looking forward to this particular chapter here in God's Word, because we have these ways in which we can bring about that restoration. You know, many years ago, I heard what is probably one of the best illustrations I had ever heard, and it came from Pastor Chuck Smith. He drew this contrasting comparison between a police and a paramedic. And it actually, from what I understand, I wasn't at the conference, but this actually happened at a conference uh, of Calvary Chapel pastors, and it was during the lunch break, and there was an accident out front of the conference center. Someone had apparently run a red light, and and there was a, a collision, and Pastor Chuck, uh, as he was so good at doing, and so gifted in doing, drew this illustration from that experience. So you have this accident, right? And first to show up on the scene is the ambulance with the paramedics. And then not far behind, usually, and maybe even at the same time, if not before, also arriving on the scene are the policemen, the police. Now, they're there for two very different reasons. The police are there to find out whose fault it was. The paramedic is there to find out and who the injured parties are. See, the police are going to issue a citation for breaking the law. The paramedics could care less about that. Their only concern is to minister to the injured and the wounded. You probably know where this is going, so I'll get right to it. We have way too many police in the body of Christ. And we have too few 
paramedics in the body of Christ. We have so many spiritual police, like the Judaizers of Paul's day. Their entire focus is to point the finger of blame. That legalistic finger of fault. Who's in the wrong? You're wrong. That's wrong. There's been an accident. We've all been injured. (laughs) It's been said that the church is not a showroom for saints, it's a hospital for sinners. I always get a kick out of people saying, man, if I step foot in a church, the walls would cave in. I'm like, really? Wow. Who do you think is in the church? I mean, (laughs) we're just fellow sinners like you. Ah, church is full of hypocrites. To which I always like to say, hey, come on, we can always use one more. Isn't that what the body of Christ is? We're fellow sinners. We've all sinned. We're all at fault. We've all broken God's law. That's not the issue. The issue is, is that we're sinners in need of grace. We're sinners that need to be ministered to. I don't know if it's possible to overstate just how damaging, and I'll even add deadly, this kind of thing can be in the life of a Christian and certainly in the life of a church. This is why we need paramedics and not police. This brings us to the first way to help those hurting, and it's the only one we're going to look at today. And it's that of being gentle to others. In order to better understand what the Apostle Paul is saying here in verse 1, I think it'd be good if we knew a little bit about the original language in the Greek New Testament. Let's start with the Greek word for sin. That can be better translated fault. Uh, In some of your translations, I think it is. The word caught is better understood as being overtaken in the sense of being cornered as one's prey. And then the word restore, interesting word, it carries with it the idea of restoring one to health in the medical sense of setting a bone that has been broken. And oh, by the way, very interesting about broken bones. We're told that when some of us break a bone in our body, and when it's set right, it actually heals stronger at the point that it broke than the rest of the bone. How's that one? Hang on to that. I want to come back to this topic of brokenness. Let's, um, with that understanding of the original language, expand on verse 1. And if you'll indulge me, I want to read it this way. Brothers and sisters, if you see someone who has been caught and cornered and is at fault, you who are living and walking by the Spirit with the fruit of the Spirit, 
should minister to them in their brokenness and restore them to spiritual health. However, you must be gentle with them and watch yourself so you're not tempted to think that you're better than they are because this could have easily been you instead. You just never got cornered in that fault, in that way. They did. Be very careful lest you start thinking more highly of yourself than you ought. That's spiritual pride. That's worse than just pride, spiritual pride. Spiritual pride is deadly. That kind of pride comes before destruction. A haughty spirit before the fall. But pride before destruction. So one would think that this would be a firm grasp of the obvious, right? This this should be the norm in the life of a church, right? It's not. The reality is that instead of hurting people being restored, oftentimes they're just ignored. One commentator put it this way. This job of restoration is often neglected in the church. We have a tendency to either pretend the sin never happened, or we tend to react too harshly towards the one who has sinned. The balance between these two extremes can only be negotiated by the spiritual. It should be normal to do what God says here, but it isn't. It's all too easy to respond to someone's sin with gossip, harsh judgment, or undiscerning approval. I was thinking about this on the way here as I was just, you know, praying and thinking about the teaching today. And the Lord just reminded me of that account where the woman was caught in the act of adultery. How humiliating would that be? Literally caught in the act. Some Bible commentators suggest that she was set up so that they could test and trap, talk about cornering, (laughs) trap Jesus with it. So they bring this poor woman, can't even imagine the shame, especially in that day and in that culture, Nothing like it is today. Oh my goodness. They bring this poor woman to Jesus to try to trap him. And what the Lord ministered to me about it was how gentle he was with her. How kind he was to her. Picture the scene. Bear with me on this. Picture this scene, okay? Let's fast forward to today. This is a hypothetical, but let's just say for purpose of discussion that you heard, did you hear about them? Oh, we need to pray. Oh, what happened? Oh, you didn't hear? They committed adultery. (gasps) No. Yes. 
here? We need to pray. No! Yes! Really? That's how we treat people? Shame on us. One of the things that, uh, and I feel strongly about this, and you'll forgive me for the strength of this. I don't know why this is, but it almost seems like adultery and divorce, which oftentimes ensues, has become the unforgivable sin in the church today. You know, the most gentle words ever uttered from the Savior's mouth were for the adulterers, the prostitutes, the addicts, if you will, the down and out, the hurting. And oh, by the way, his harshest words were for the religious leaders pointing their fingers of blame. The harshest words uttered from the Savior's mouth were for the religious leaders. Think about that. Does that not change the complexion? How far has the church come today? Why is this gentleness, this loving, kind gentleness so rare in the church today. Restoring hurting people is a rare and even lost jewel in the church today. And I believe this is so for at least two reasons, and I want to share those reasons with you. The first reason is because Christians are carnal. And as such, as carnal Christians, they're self-absorbed in their self-love. And self-love is the antithesis of the fruit of the spirit of love. And remember from last week that from love comes gentleness? It's only when I'm walking in the Spirit and have the fruit of the Spirit that I'll be loving and gentle. Thanks for listening today to In Spirit and Truth. We hope Pastor J.D. Farag's message from Galatians has blessed you and that you desire to learn more about Jesus. If you'd like to hear today's message again or other teachings from Pastor J.D., simply visit our website at inspiritandtruthradio.com and click on Listen at the top of the page. You'll also find a link to subscribe to our podcast or you can download messages to share with your family and friends. Did you know you can also take In Spirit and Truth with you wherever you go? It's true. Using your Android or Apple smartphone, download our mobile app and have biblically sound messages available right at your fingertips. Links to the app are right on our website. You can find Pastor J.D.'s Mideast Prophecy Update online as well. These weekly updates take a critical look at what's happening in the world today, particularly in the areas talked about in the Bible. 
Many of the events we see have been prophesied in the Bible, but with all that's going on, how do we know what's real and what isn't? Pastor J.D. takes the time each week to compare world events to biblical passages and gives us a clear picture of where we are. Tune in every Friday and Saturday to hear the latest edition or find it on our mobile app. Visit InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com to learn more. Thanks again for joining us today on In Spirit and Truth. We're so blessed to be a part of your life in this way. We want you to know we pray for you often. Join Pastor J.D. on the next edition of In Spirit and Truth to keep learning more from the book of Galatians. Holy me true to 